Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen out there? I'm your host for today on Unpopular Opinion, like I am every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, Grant Hefe. Welcome to another episode of Unpopular Opinion. How's y'all day been today, ladies and gentlemen out there? Hope you guys having a lovely, lovely Wednesday. Uh, Hope you guys are getting all the stuff done that you guys need to get done today. And if you don't, oh well, there's always tomorrow. We But... I want to start off with this, uh, with something that's pretty hot right now, and um, that's the Pusha T and Drake beef. You know, this beef has been going on for a long time, all the way, you know, back to Exodus. You know, when those guys, when they, when Pusha T was putting out all that music. But anyways, lately he he, you know, Pusha T album, uh, he dropped this album, uh, Daytona, which is fire, by the way, if you haven't. Uh, listen to it. Go check it out. His lyrics, Push T is one one of the best lyricists that I know. Uh, he don't really get a lot of recognition like a lot of lyricists do, especially when you're not mainstream like a J Cole. But I put his bars right up there with with a J Cole. But see, people don't people don't uh want to hear that because oh, it's J Cole, and it's Pusha T. Like who is this guy? This guy came came from a group. Pusha T got bars. Go listen to the Daytona album. Well, within that Daytona album, um, he actually had, uh, he actually uh, released a track, Infrared, you know. That was mainly the one that was really the diss towards Drake. But if you actually listen to that album, there's a couple songs where he actually throwing little subtle jazz. And if you, you're not familiar with the beef, then you wouldn't really catch it, you know. Uh like I believe it was the first track, uh, where you from, whatever, and he and he was like, where were you when this and that? Well, if you remember the Drake and Future collab, where you, where, where were you when all the dogs needed help? Lawyers in the commissary ain't gonna pay themselves. That's a shot at Drake. <laughs> he he was throwing subtle shots <laughs> at Drake throughout that whole album, but just that one track, Infrared, got a lot of the buzz. I don't think it was really. A diss track, honestly, because it wasn't really all that good as a diss track. The song, the bars was good. It wasn't all that great of a track. Then Drake released Duppy, the Duppy freestyle, where you know he actually really took some some strong shots at uh Pusha T. Of course, everybody he they say he he Pusha T's always talking about drugs and all this other stuff. Drake exposed him with all that other stuff. I didn't really think Duppy was all that great, but I thought it was better than the Infrared. Now this new track that. Push just released yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. 
Woo. The something of 80, 80-on, uh, the story of 80-on, listen, he put some stuff out there, man, and, uh, and if this stuff is really true, that's really going to change my perspective for Drake. I'm not going to stop listening to his music because his personal life really got nothing to do with his music. And when I mention my perspective is going to change or Drake is going to like just the way I view him as a person. But his music is ne- his music is music. I like the music, not for the person because of what they're saying. You know, um, you know, Pusha T was out here saying that Drake got a got a son that he don't even take care of. You know what I'm saying? He also talked about his mom, you know, about how his daddy left his mom and left him and all that other stuff. And now he's repeating that same cycle and that Drake got a porn star baby mama that he's been hiding. And man, if I tell you as a guy with kids um, and a guy who would do anything to to uh, make sure that his kids are straight and have them by his side at all times uh, when I can, that doesn't really sit well with me. You know, but that still doesn't negate the music that he makes because he's not rapping, making music about him being a good dad. You know, that'd be him being a hypocrite. You know, Drake, Drake is the type of guy that'll sing on the track to you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He, so, uh, I don't think he's out here living a life that he's rapping a life that he's not living. But if, if that is true, um, about Drake having a son that nobody even know about that he don't even take care of that he's you know that he's trying to hide now it it'd be a different story if he was trying to hide him from the media but still doing his fatherly duties so that's why I don't want to jump to conclusions because I don't know all the facts you know these guys these guys are say are say you know something in a song and it'd be half true you know it'd be it'd be a half true and then the general public is going to run with it because either that's your favorite artist or you don't like this artist. You know, like when Meek mentioned on his diss track that that uh that that he got peed on, like and the dudes that was there actually retold the story. The guy didn't actually just pee on Drake like, "Oh yeah, like I don't like you. What's up with it? I'm gonna pee on you." He was drunk in the movie theater and he didn't know. I've done that a couple times to my brother. While I was asleep, he had to wake me up cuz I'm finna pee on him. So a lot of these guys, they're going to tell half-truths. By the way, I was way younger when that happened. That is not <laughs> that is not the case. Not even close near the case now. Uh, but a lot of these guys will tell half-truths because they know the general public would never really find out the whole truth unless somebody that was there, mutual, you know, uh, uh, set the story straight. But see, these guys will tell half-truths. Now, I'm not saying what Push T is saying is a half-truth because I don't know it to be true or not, you know? Uh, but if it is true, boy, oh, boy. But if it is false, like Meek out here telling fake stories, hey, man, you know, you, you're going to have to move along with that. I still like the album. I still support uh, Pusha T. I still like Drake. I still support Drake. Uh, a lot of these a lot of these dudes, man, I think they're just beefing just because it's boring. Because we haven't even heard anything from Pusha T in, you know, forever. And then, you know, I think the last track I've heard of Pusha T was on the Meek album, you know. So, uh, I think he doing it to stay relevant. But I don't really think, I think he has to. Because the type of rapper he is, a lot of people ain't going for that right now. A lot of people 
nowadays this is the club the, the club genre the 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 make a dance to your song genre you know what i'm saying or generation that's that's what we're in right now so a lot of the the guys that's actually speaking it you know speaking it those guys are getting overlooked because you know they they don't got a dance to go with their song and that's unfortunate but i think i hope those guys get that together man honestly you, you really don't need to be beefing uh, black people got enough, you know, going on right now. You know, saying to be beefing with each other about about some senseless. Oh, I sold, I sold this many. Like, come on, man. That that is, that is, man. That's 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 high school stuff. Like, Pusha T is forty some years old. Drake is thirty some years old. Like, come on, bro. And we still talking about, yeah, I I, I still sell this. I was still come on, man. Like like drop that. Although I'm I'm loving the songs. Drop the beef. This this is you know really. And in a couple months, nobody's even gonna care about this. Honestly, I wouldn't even give it a couple months. I'd give it another month. Nobody, nobody, nobody's gonna care about Pusha T and Drake beef. Honestly, just like the Meek, Meek and Drake blew over. And I think now, I, I pretty sure I think I seen something on Twitter the other day where Meek had referenced Drake, like working with him or something like that. So man, all this stuff is for entertainment. So I'm gonna enjoy it, but. Drop that, drop all that beef, man. That ain't even worth it. Moving right along, man. We gonna get. We already know the NBA Finals is is near. Game one in Golden State tomorrow night, seven p.m. Mountain Time, nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time, six p.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time. Hey, it's gonna be a good one. I think tomorrow. I honestly believe tomorrow. Uh, the Cavs are gonna get blown out. Uh, like I mentioned yesterday, we know LeBron is, is going to come out passive, which I hate it because I know at any moment he can take over. Nobody in the NBA can guard him. And I think LeBron let so many people off the hook with him shooting jump shots. Now, when it's going, it's going. But I think to start off the game to get him going and to open up the threes and to open up open, wide open shots for his teammates, I think that he needs to take their approach of being aggressive first. Because once you start being aggressive, now the paint gets clogged. What happens when the paint gets clogged? People, shooters in particular, get left wide open. Now, there's only going to be so many wide open threes you're going to miss before you know you just before you eventually hit one. So I think if he make up his mindset tomorrow, this is the NBA Finals. I can't do what I do what I did in game in uh in round one. I can't do what I did in round two, and I can't do what I did in round three because look what that almost got me. Went the two game sevens, first round, and then the conference finals. And and nine times out of ten, if he come out flat, they're gonna get they're gonna get beat bad. They're gonna get beat bad. I don't want to say swept because I got way too much respect for LeBron. To to say that he's gonna get swept at this stage in his career, uh, back in twenty uh, uh, seven, yeah, uh, he got swept. That was young LeBron. Um, I don't see uh, this LeBron at this level where he's at right now getting swept. Gentlemen sweep, maybe, but I still don't even see that. I think this series is actually gonna be a lot better than what people think it's gonna be. A lot of people are saying f- sweep. A lot of people are saying. Uh, four one. I think the Cavs can actually get two games out of this. Like I said, I believe LeBron can get you one game, just off the strength of him being LeBron, 
And then I think his teammates will show up in at least one game. I mean, they, they ain't going to have, they won't have five bad games or four bad games, you know. I I don't see them having that many bad games in a row. Somebody's going to step up. Somebody's going to give you a big game. Kevin Love will probably get you a big game of 20, 20 and 12, you know, and then I think another role player a step up like Jeff Green. I think he got his confidence going. If I was Ty Lue, what I would do is I would start Jeff Green tomorrow and bring Kevin Love off the bench. If Kevin Love get cleared to play, because I haven't seen any reports on whether or not um, Kevin Love is gonna actually going to be active for game one uh, tomorrow night. Maybe he will, but even if he is, I would definitely um I would definitely start Jeff Green, get his get his uh get his uh confidence going. The Warriors are gonna be without Andre Iguodala, which tells me right now that knee is way serious than what they were leading it leading it on to be. They were saying day to day, he's missed three games and now it's game one of the other of the um of the finals. Missing in the Western Conference Final game game six, uh, that's okay, you know, because you you would still have a game seven, because you can trust that you got two of the greatest shooters ever, and then Kevin Durant, you know, um, then he didn't play game seven, and then now he's not playing game one. That's huge advantage. That's a huge, huge, huge advantage for LeBron James, because Iggy is the guy that. They would they would guard him with. They're gonna put Kevin Durant on. They're gonna put Clay on him. They're gonna put uh, Draymond on him. Swaggy P will probably guard him every now and then. Uh, Livingston sometimes get his turns on him. But Andre Iguodala was probably gonna be their main guy to guard LeBron James. And now that he's gonna be out, who knows how long he's gonna be out? And if he comes back, how effective is he is he gonna be anyways when guarding LeBron at this level? This LeBron playing at this level, I don't think. Andre Iguodala, healthy or definitely not healthy, would be able to guard him. Now it just not, and after that it just comes to the role players stepping up. You know, Kevin Love is a superstar in this league. Kevin Love has actually played pretty good throughout these playoffs, outside of the Indiana series where they were kind of outmatched. Because I and I and I said that too when I every time I watch the game, like why don't they start Tristan Thompson? When a team has a big, because Kevin Love already is not a great defender, and now you're putting a bigger guy on him, he's not that kind of guy. Now, I also think the Cavaliers should start Tristan in this series. Reason, reason number one, his energy. His energy is gonna is gonna is 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 attractive, man. Is 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 it'll bring you in. Number one is gonna be his energy. Number two is going to be his rebounding, his second chance opportunities. When these guys are just throwing up bricks, these long rebounds that Tristan fights for. Pretty sure he averages more, more. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, um, but I'm pretty sure he, he averaged just about as many offensive rebounds as he does defensive rebounds, which is saying a whole lot because Getting defensive rebounds, you're already not most of the time you're already in position to get the rebound, you know, or people are running back to get in position so they're so they can stop uh transition offense. But to get offensive rebounds, that's just pure hustle. That's just pure want to, that's pure fight. So his energy and his rebound is 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 a plus. And third is his perimeter defense. 
as a big, he is really guard at, I mean, he is really good at guarding the pick and roll. You know, when he gets uh, matched up on, on smaller players, which he will, they're going to put him in a lot of pick and rolls. I'm pretty sure they're going to, they're going to do that, that, that one, five pick and roll or five, one pick and roll. I should say, you know, where Steph will probably have the ball and Looney uh, uh, will be going uh, to set the screen so he can get switched on on, on uh, Steph. But he's actually done a pretty good job on Steph in the two or three finals that he's actually played against Steph. So I think that's one of the reasons why you need to keep Tristan Thompson in the game. And then Jr. Come on, Jr. Where, where has Jr. been? Literally, he's been MIA. Literally, he's been MIA. This guy, as a shooting guard in this league in the conference final, had a game where he, where he scored zero points. How? You should be able to literally look up and get 15, I mean, one point. That tells me, one, he's not being aggressive, which we don't really need JR to be that aggressive. But when his three-point shooting is not up to par, you got to find other ways to get yourself involved. Back cutting, get to the rim some kind of way. Set a screen, you know. Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver's actually been about as much as I expected from Kyle Corver. I mean, I've never really thought of Kyle Corver as being just some guy that's going to put up crazy numbers anyways. You know, he had that one all-star appearance when him and Al Horford and the rest of that starting five made it uh, to the all-star team. But he's doing exactly what Kyle Corver should be doing. You know, he's only going to give you about seven, eight, eight a game. If you can get about two or three threes out of Kyle Corver game, uh, that'd be big. You know, it's huge. Now, if he can get going better than that, then yeah, of course that's, that's even better. But if Kyle Corver can come off the bench and give you about six or eight points, you know, J.R. Smith needs, needs to step up big time. I don't know what Ty Lowe, Ty Lue is doing with, with Clarkson, I would never have him in the game um, because he 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 literally messes up the Florida offense. He's he's Kyrie, but just not as good as Kyrie. You know, um, he he he's a ball stopper, and he's looking to shoot the ball every single time he get the ball, which is what you do not need against the Warriors because you cannot have many empty possessions. The the Houston Rockets they they showed you that against the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets is jacking up shots, jacking up shots, jacking up threes, jacking up threes, jacking up threes, jacking up threes. And when you do that, you're giving the Warriors plenty of opportunity to get in transition. That's what they love. Bad shots, they they create good shots off of your bad shots in transition. So I'm looking for this game to be Warriors take game one. Uh, but I think Cleveland either takes game two or they takes game or they take game five. To force a game seven. I think it's going to be in seven. And I'm just going to say this real quick. I don't believe it's going to go seven. Because I honestly. Let, let, let's just be real. I believe it's going to be four two. But if it does go to game seven. I only want one person in the game seven. I've been saying that since, since, since the Boston series. Back when he was with the Heat. If I got a bunch of. Whoever it is, doesn't matter who it is. And I got a game seven and LeBron is in that. I'm taking LeBron. I'm taking game seven LeBron every single time. Game seven LeBron. I'm taking him every single time. 
But if they do lose this series, the Cavaliers, that is, I definitely can see him leaving. I wouldn't see a reason why he would actually stay. Uh, other than, you know, him being from from Akron and having his family there, you know, his kids are, you know, in school, he he probably wouldn't want to move them. That would be the only reason why I would see he that he would actually stay in Cleveland. But I think he goes. And I honestly want to see him go to Houston because I believe that Houston squad with a LeBron could definitely beat the Warriors. I've seen it this year. A Houston squad without, uh, basically, you might as well say without James Harden and Chris Paul because Chris Paul got hurt in game five. Uh, and James Harden was literally just a no-show. Uh, so basically without their, their two best players, they took um, they, they, they were up in the fourth quarter at halftime by 11 in the game seven against the Golden State Warriors. So I think you definitely add LeBron James to that mix. Uh, I think he'll be able to settle everybody down, get James Harden good shots, tell James Harden when he don't need to shoot the ball. I, I, you know, they didn't have that on the floor. And even with Chris Paul being out, they didn't have that on the floor. A guy that say, okay, let's slow this thing down. We're winning the game. Let's run our offense. Let's get good shots instead of jacking up quick shots early in the, in the, in, in, in the shot clock. Uh, letting these guys get more and more opportunities to score on us. So, um, I just think um, Houston would be his best, his best, best option. Uh, I know people are saying L.A. That makes literally no sense to me. Uh, I don't even know why they're saying L.A., honestly. Unless they can get uh, a Paul George and literally another superstar. I'm not even or, – or an all-star. I don't think they'll be able to get Paul George and another all-star because I don't think the way that roster is constricted right now, even adding LeBron and Paul George, who are they beating in the West? They're not beating Golden State in the West with just LeBron and Paul George. Because sometimes you don't even know who you're going to get, which which Paul George you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get playoff P or no-show P that happened against Utah. You just never know. So I think Houston is his, is his best option. Uh, makes no sense to go to, uh, the, um, to, to L.A. Uh, unless he's just trying to market. But that makes no sense because he's still about winning rings. Uh, Philly, I still don't. I still don't like Philly because who do you have? Joel and B. You never know if he's going to get hurt. When he going to be on minutes restriction? So what does going to Philly do when you're not even sure about your star? You know your star center because he's missing games every every year. He's been in the league. First year didn't even play. Second year, I don't think he barely played in. This year, he was an all-star, but yeah, well, his second year, he played in like 45 games. He was he he was awesome, but he's missing so many games. LeBron, and he dealt with that in Miami with D-Wade. He stayed hurt, which I think actually cost them another championship because D-Wade wasn't as healthy as he was the previous two, you know? Um, those are really what Houston... Philly, Cleveland, and LA. I think his best chance is go to go to Houston. 
Because standing in the East, yeah, it's going to get you to the finals, but it's going to keep getting you final losses unless you can attract some big-name free agents to Cleveland. Now, maybe if he can get a, now if he can get another all-star in Cleveland, I say stay, stay in Cleveland, like what you're leaving for, if you can get another all-star. LeBron, Kevin Love, and another all-star? Say a, a Paul George. Now, see, I like that Matt, I like that better than just it being LeBron and Paul George because now all all the scoring ain't just on Paul George if LeBron have an off night. He can still get Kevin Love involved. So I just think I think Houston I think Houston would definitely give him uh his best options his best options to win. I don't think and also just to touch on his legacy, I don't think losing this final is gonna hurt LeBron's legacy when you Think of the team that they're playing against. Michael Jordan never played a team that was of this caliber. I mean, a lot of a lot of people um, a lot of people won't admit that, but Jordan never played a team of this caliber. Is 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 true? He never played a team of this caliber. So, I don't think losing this final is going to hurt his legacy at all. Because I know LeBron is going to be LeBron. Last his last three final losses, he's averaging 27, 33, and 35 points. 35 and 33 points. 27, 33, 27, 35, and 33 points. And that's the San Antonio, the first Golden State, and last year Golden State. So we know LeBron is going to show up. I don't think losing hurt hurt hurts his legacy at all. Um that's just that's just talk. So uh I think. I think we're gonna be be in for a, a a good matchup tomorrow. I got the Warriors taking game one. I got Cleveland either taking game two or game five, but I I believe it's gonna go six. If it goes seven, I think the Warriors in trouble. That's gonna be it for the day, guys. Uh, tune into my show tomorrow. Like I say, every every weekday, Monday through Friday, we're definitely gonna be here preview a game one. See you guys.